Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Uh, the Warriors play their final game of the NRL season on Sunday when they take on the Gold Coast Titans. And uh, we here at SENZ will have live commentary of that match uh, with Jason Costo-Costigan. Uh, joining him in the pre-game show, where we're very pleased to say, will be some league royalty in Sir Graham Lowe, legendary coach, of course, of the Kiwis of Queensland, of Wigan, of Manly, one of the great men of the 13-man code. I uh, haven't spoken to him in quite some time, so... Uh, really happy to say good morning to you, Sir Graham. Uh, how are you coping with lockdown in your house? Oh, really, really, really well, to tell the truth, Smithy, and, and it's fantastic. I thought you'd brush me, mate. I haven't spoken to you for years. I thought, oh, well, I'm becoming, I'm, I'm 75 in October, so Smithy's, Smithy's put me in the in the in with the old guys and just leaves me, leaves me out. So it's <laughs> bloody nice to talk to you, Smithy. Uh, you too, uh, Graham. Look, honestly. Uh, and we're looking forward to hearing you with uh, Costa at the weekend because your enthusiasm, uh, regardless of whether you're 74.999 recurring uh, years of age, uh, has never has never waned for it's never waned, mate, and it's never waned for the New Zealand League as well. What what have you made of the Warriors' season? Bearing in mind um, these are exceptional circumstances they're playing in. They are. It's hard to it's hard to quantify exactly the circumstances they are in because. No one's really tried it or, or, or experienced it before, so it's it's pretty hard to to um, say, oh, they should have done this, that, and the other. But I suppose, in a nutshell, I'm a little disappointed. I thought that they would have delivered better than than what they thought and and uh, what they did. And it does concern me, Smithy, that you know it's such a scramble at this time of the year to get into the into the top to get that eighth eighth position. And I just think that, that much of that happens from just a philosophy of that acceptance of being in that part of the of the table. You know, if they set their sights a lot higher, as most other clubs do over in Australia, to try and get in that first spot, um, I think it would help them more because the troubles, the troubles that that uh, or the difficulty and the pressure that they're under at this time of the year, it really comes from mistakes and things not being done right at the start of the year. Well, that comes down a lot to the coaching. What, what's been your impression of Nathan Brown in his first year? I think he's done pretty well, to tell the truth. He, he just seems uh, he just seems to me to be the sort of the, uh, of the coach who's not going to overcoach them. Um, you know, you can really tell that he hasn't been he hasn't been too happy with the um, the efforts or the response of some of the some of the players at times. I think. But I think that he naturally thought they were going to do X, and they didn't. They did Y, and you know, you know, some of it's his responsibility because he's the coach. But 
to answer your question, Smithy, I think he did. I think he's done a pretty good job um, under under really, uh, you know, these circumstances, which are worse than any of the other clubs because this is a New Zealand club that's actually based overseas. It's based in Australia at the moment, so that you know that brings along you know some 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 pretty difficult and unimaginable challenges, I suppose. We look at some of the individuals this year. Of course, uh, the big loss was losing Roger to Avasa Sheik to uh, rugby, and uh, they let him go early, which raised a few eyebrows. Uh, but one of the yeah. big um, one of the big comers, uh, of course, has been uh, this young kid, Reese Walsh, who, for his age, has accepted a lot of responsibility already. What have, what have you made of him, and what are the dangers about uh, Reese Walsh if they don't treat him the right way? Well, I, I think he he is a fantastic player, isn't he? I, I think. There's few others. There's few others that we've seen really um, that w- that have got just the natural talent that this kid's got. And the dangers, I suppose, that most talk about is is he being promoted too young, and, and you know it's, it's you know you've got to learn your trade and all this sort of thing. And, and I go along with with a certain part of that. But there are players who come along with with, in, with any sport, you know, and they for, at, at, at a very young, immature age. They just seem to have the ability and the talent and, and the maturity to cope with what's in front of them. And I, I've seen nothing to suggest that this young Reese Walsh hasn't got all that. You know, he's 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 the sort of player that the way he plays the game, he's opening himself up to um, to get knocked around a little bit, and, and that's that's a little bit of a worry. But you don't want to you don't want I don't think you want to harness or overcoach it. You've just got to provide as many opportunities for his style of play as he can possibly get and and try and shield him if you can from the from the nitty grind that sometimes some teams have to get into. Graham, if you look around Reese Walsh, I mean you need hard work to don't before you get flair. Have they got the, the hard workers? Have they got enough of the hard workers in terms of uh, their squad going forward? What kind of player do they need if they haven't? I think you know they, they've always had hard workers, but the, for me, um, the, the side Smithy has, or the club has always seemed to be a little bit out of balance. And I think they, la- I think, like in the back line, they lack genuine class. And as you know, genuine class in any sport at all, it just stands out. And make genuine class players can bring out the best, and in, in other players that might. Be, be seen upon as just sort of run-of-the-mill players. They need absolute genuine class players. I think they're lacking in the halves. They, they've got basically reserve-grade players playing in the halves. And they, they, do a, you know, they, they do a good job sort of three out of five weeks and whatnot. But the class players, the class players you can say will win at least one or two games on their own. That's what this Reese Walsh can do. So next year... He will win at least a couple of games on his own. That's what those clients, they've just got that razzle-dazzle magic about them that can put, put them in a position that's going to do that for their team. And that is what, the, I just think that the, um, the, the class is actually missing. And, he, and even in the forwards, you know, they've got, a, they've got a, a forward pack there that has got a lot of hard work, in my view, in it, Smithy, but it's out of balance. They're all the same. They, they're just... They all play exactly the same sort of game. This young, I think it's Josh Curran. I can't the name just looks in the light. But Josh Curran has only been in the team in recent times, and he's a player. He's a second rower that 
that has got something different about him. You know, he he's a um, bit of a late bloomer, I suppose, but he's not the robotic type forward that many of them, not only in the Warriors, but in the NRL in general, are, are starting to develop into because, um, you know, it's it's so... Everything, every, all clubs are so worried about the risk of you know dropping the ball, losing the ball, or spreading the ball at different spot, different parts of the field. So they're worried that that they might lose it, you know, and, and they're worried about this risk. Well, I've always been of the view, rightly or wrongly, that the biggest risk you can take uh, when you're playing sport is not to take one, and um, mm. you know, you, you, otherwise you end up with robots. And, and I suppose. In a long-winded way, what I've, how I've answered your question, I, I really think they lack halves. Like Reese Walsh, if, if he had a couple of really good halves, half-back and five-eight, um, and I probably think that you know they need a really good strong strike centre. Um, they, they and, and you know a forward that's just a little bit different. I, I, you know they, they can they can be a really good effective side next year, but they definitely have to set. Their sights high, you know. This scrambling around trying to get an eighth spot at the end of the year, I think, is a, is a joke. Okay, well, you talk about natural ability, you talk about spark, you talk about match winners and a point of difference. Sean Johnson returns to the club now. No one had a bigger rep uh, when he began his career and he developed those early years. Uh, then, of course, uh, things happened. Uh, he went away, uh, ended up uh, over and playing in Sydney clubs or whatever. Uh, and now he gets another go. Uh, is that a good, in your opinion, is that a good move? Can can we see the old Sean Johnson back in the Warriors? I, I think I think you will see an old Sean Johnson. You you won't see the young one, but um, you know I I I, I, I I've, I've got just the highest admiration for Sean. I I think he's got that point of difference. He's got natural talent. He's got flair about him. And I felt I felt really really sorry with one when they let him go. Um, two, how much blame they put on him for the, how the Warriors were performing, and three, the lack of the, the way the way the club dismissed him, I thought was weak and a disgrace. And what really, what really upset me at the time, um, Smithy, was none of his teammates stuck, stood up for him. Like he got, as you know, he got absolutely knocked from pillar to post in the media here because they blamed him for everything. And I was expecting at least one of the players to say, "Hey, hang on." There's a few other blokes out there that should have been holding their hand up, and he, I just think they got, he got used as a scapegoat, and I find it quite strange that they're now bringing him back. But it shows I, I, Sean has always seemed to me to be the type of player that hasn't worried about um, you know all, all the all the white noise that goes on around him, and and I think his experience will be fantastic if he can keep on the field and, and remain as injury free as possible. He will be a good asset for them, but but it's a big ask to expect them to go right through the season and be, be able to stay on the field week in week out because he's got a number of injuries now that are pretty chronic and, and um, can be hard to avoid. Well, Lowy, we know the Warriors won't be there, but we do know um, basically we know the eight now or very close to it. But uh, there's been yeah. two sides. It's been a two-horse race. Well, for the most part, with the Panthers and the Storm, the Storm franchise is, is quite incredible. But can you see, uh, can you see uh, the Sea Eagles? Can you see Manly coming uh, from outside the top two? I mean, they've been playing some pretty good league of late. They they have, Smithy. I think um, 
you know, some might say that, I, that I'm biased, and I, pr- I probably am to a little bit, but just the, I think the brand of, the brand of, uh, it's just a, it's a very similar in rugby union, like you see it, or, or in any sport. Sides play their own unique brands of, of, of game, don't they? And, and um, the Melbourne Storm play their style, the Panthers play their style, but the, the, uh, the, the Seagulls have got, a, got their own unique style of playing the game, and they're all also blessed with those uh, Trevojevic uh, twins, or, or brothers, um, who are really, really good players, I mean, particularly Tom there, the fullback. Um, so I, I can see Manly being a little bit of a threat coming through, but you have to take your hat off to the Melbourne Storm, not only with the players, but the club itself, how it's, how it's, it's, it's um, the, the structure of the club, the, the ethic of the club, um, the values of the club, I think, are pretty, pretty special and they've endured a lot over the years. But Ivan Cleary has done an outstanding job with the Penrith Panthers, and and um, I just w- watching them play though, I think heck, you know, are they just about out of out of fuel? They they just look like they're not quite, you know, not quite um, firing. But um, but who knows? And then you've got you know the Rabbitohs. Well, um, Wayne Bennett, you know, uh, Wayne, Wayne's a. a a good and a smart guy, Wayne. Just a little bit of a whisper in the players' ears, and he can get them to. He can get an average guy to turn into Superman, and he's done that years and years out. So it's pretty open at the moment. You'd have to you'd have to be a pretty confident, brave guy to say a particular team is going to win it because you, I don't think you can pick it from here. Lowe, can we we'll just leave the NRL uh, just for a second because uh, you're a passionate um, Kiwis man as well, uh, and it just seems. Uh, with COVID and that, and it, it just becomes harder and harder to fit international uh, rugby league into the program. We've seen that at the end of this year, of course, the World uh, World Cup has, has been knocked on the head because New Zealand, Australia didn't want to get involved and commit their players to it. Um, so what does the international game need? I, I mean, apart from exposure, do, does it need a lift from somewhere else? Well, I don't, you know, it's a, it's a funny model, the international game of rugby league, isn't it? You know, the... the um, it's it's really while we like to say it's an international game. In all honesty, it's not an international game. It's only there's a half a dozen, you know, countries that might be pretty strong, but um, and they, um, you, you know, there's that's really what it's got. What what rugby league has got is an exceptionally strong club competition with the NRL, but also up in Super League as well. They're very strong competitions. And, and the value, but in particular, that the NRL um, put forward is really more valuable than, 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 in many ways, what maybe the international game is. So I, I'm not sure what quite what the answer is because the problem is you're starting to see now a little bit of the tail um, wagging the dog because um, the power of the of the clubs within the NRL. Can influence the players not to play for their for their countries, and I think we're just starting to see a little bit of that now. Player agents are playing a big role in, in the decisions of of the futures of players and and also of clubs now. And, and I, it's you know I think it's probably the same in in rugby union and in all sport itself. You know the the player managers are having a a pretty big say in what's what's going on. So internationally, I fear for the game of rugby league. Because um, you know, COVID is not going away, um, and the, the, 
the brain, I, I think to revolutionise the international game of rugby league, they need someone like Peter Volandis, who's done probably the best job of any sporting administrator on the planet with what he's, how he's managed to keep the NRL week in, week out playing has just been quite remarkable, really, his negotiation skills at, at all levels with all like broadcasters and, 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 and government are quite remarkable, really. So it's going to take somebody like that to, uh, I think, kick the international game off again. Lowy, always great talking to you. Um, thanks uh, so much uh, for coming on the show this morning. And, hey, uh, look after yourself. We look forward to you and Costo on Sunday afternoon uh, prior to that Warriors kickoff, mate. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, Smithy. And isn't it good that Costo's back doing the call on the games, mate? He's, he's a fantastic, passionate uh, caller of the game, like like few others really that do it. He's, he's yeah. He really enjoys it. But, but for me personally, Smithy, just... I. I I really, I've always really enjoyed your company. I admire you and listen to you and respect everything you have to say. Uh, and it's just so fantastic to have a chat to you, mate. At this time of our life. Good on you, Lowy. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, mate. Yeah, thank you very much for that. Um, yeah, what a great man. Absolute great man. i got um, one of the most revealing stories um, in my time in broadcasting about Graham Lowe, which I'll share with uh, you good people at some stage uh, it's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.